All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, a magnificent Monday. How are you? Welcome to the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440. Orders Nation YouTube and Facebook course online at sports1440.ca you got it on the uh, app radio player app the stingray app check it out we uh, always appreciate you uh, joining us on the show whether you are listening watching doing both we love it so uh thank you very much uh and hey the gregor show is always presented by PlayAlberta.ca, alberta's only regulated online gambling website where 100 percent one zero zero of the revenue stays right here in the province uh, stay within your limits use your game sense go to gamesense.ab.ca i am jason gregor he is connor halley i hope you're feeling okay i hope you didn't uh put your back out shoveling it has uh we you know what? We got like a month's worth of snow in the in the last what twenty four hours. Really, kind of started yesterday around four o'clock, and uh, man, it didn't stop. And you know what? I'm not complaining because I'll say this: I would rather shovel multiple times a day for the next few days than have to deal with a summer filled with smoke and fire and awful. And uh you know what? When you when you see the stories of so many fires still uh, lingering right now, it's really dry. So we need a lot of snow across the province in BC. Uh, and hopefully we're going to get a lot of rain uh, early on. Not too much. I don't want flooding, but obviously we we need some moisture. There's no question about it. Uh, otherwise, it'll be very scary and uh, a fire filled summer, which no one wants. Because think about it: you go outside. Oh man, it's 25. Great. Oh, I can't go outside because it's smoky. It's brutal. So. Uh, I am not complaining about the snow at all. I, now, was I loving it? Uh, I will say this. I was happy that I shoveled last night when we got home from our hockey game. And uh, it was a good, it took me a good 35, 40 minutes. Like, it was a good shovel. And then this morning, again. So, for those of you who waited to do it once, whew, good for you. Because, uh, like, you know how, like, it's shoveling so much that you have to almost go the first five feet from the edge of your uh, sidewalk and do that first and then go from the middle to the edge. So, you know, I, I usually have a strategy, but uh, sometimes depending which way the wind's blowing, you don't want to throw the snow up over the bank on the one side because it's blowing in your face the worst. So it's kind of like how the orders are defensively right now. They pick it up and the snow's just blowing right back in their face. My goodness, is that a terrible first period against the Calgary Flames? Awful. Saturday night, hockey night in Canada. People are fired up. You're either at the game, you're at home, you're out watching it, and it's like one nothing, two nothing, three nothing. Brutal. 
Yeah, now they made it close. Zach Hyman made it 3-2. to two. Matthias Janmark with one of the more spirited tilts we've seen in a long, long time. Unexpected coming from Janmark, but it was awesome. People were fired up. But it didn't help because the Orders ended up losing. And uh, the Orders, Stuart Skinner's got to play better. Defensive team needs to play better. The forwards need to stop just being the Pillsbury puck boy and turning the puck over way too easily in the offensive zone. The Orders are doing what they've done when they struggle defensively. Turnovers in all three zones. Not possessing the puck, just flipping it out. Oh, I'm under pressure. Get it out. They got to get back to what they were doing. And they did it for 32 games. It wasn't like a 10-game stretch. It was a 32-game stretch where they allowed only 2.28 goals per game. Second lowest in the league. Third fewest shots against per game. Their first, second, or third, depending on which site you want to use for expected goals. Right? They were 80. They had the best penalty kill. They showed for 32 games they could be a good defensive team. And then the All-Star break and bye week hit. And uh, they came back and Matias Ekholm said, you know what? When you go in on a hitter like that, you come out, you think, ah, it's not that hard to win. It's hard. And the orders now, the good news is like they're four, five, and one. It's not devastating. They're still only three points back of Vegas with three games in hand. But LA has suddenly tied them. So uh, the race for home ice just got a lot more complicated because now it's three teams, LA, Edmonton, and Vegas. They face the Kings tonight. Kings who were 6-2 and two in their last eight games, including a, a victory over the Edmonton Orders on February 10th, where they shut them out. Didn't give up very much at all. So the Orders, hey, they were all saying the right things. And I, and I, and I do believe the players know what the issue is. I firmly believe they know what the issue is. But knowing it and then doing it is very different. And it's a commitment. And you have to commit to being sound defensively as much as you can. They showed it against Dallas last, like the game against Dallas. They were excellent defensively. Nobody had any concerns about that game. But, or they'll play, you know, a good two periods in a game. It's not enough. They got to get back to be playing consistent. And then have confidence that your offense will show. Because it's the one thing. If you look, 32 games, they score goals. Now they're losing in 10 games. They're still scoring goals. They got the fifth most goals in the NHL coming out. And they actually, and that's a 3.7 a game. They're actually at four in their last nine. But they're four, four and one in those nine games because, well, they're averaging four goals a game. They're allowing 4.33. So not, uh, not good, shall we say? Not good at all. So. Uh, there's lots to discuss today. The uh, Edmonton Orders taking on the uh, Los Angeles Kings. Uh, we'll get to uh, to that, of course, on the uh, program today. Uh, Luke Fox will uh, join us from Sportsnet. Uh, Terry Ryan will be by. We'll hear from uh, Andy Petrillo, a former Edmonton Oiler. Uh, also, uh, uh, L.A. Kings analyst Jared Stoll will be by. Uh, Mark Spector, Kevin Woodley will break down more. Woodley's got some uh, in-depth on uh, on Skinner. Uh, Cam Talbot, who's going to go tonight for the uh, the L.A. Kings. Kind of what to expect there. Uh, also, uh, Binnington again as the Orders uh, will end the month. Like Think about it. The Orders win their final two games. They end the month 6-5-1. and one. Not terrible, but you're like, okay, you know what? We'll take it. You lose both, and it's 4-7-1, and one, and now you got a big problem. And you're, and you're guaranteed if you lose both, well, you're in a wild card spot heading into March. So uh, every game has a little bit more emphasis now. We are uh, 11 days away from the NHL trade deadline. And uh, the Orders are going to make some moves. How many? I don't know. But they're going to make some. Well, they better, for sure. Uh, 833-401-1440. 833-401-1440 in our e well. Inbox, you uh, text in, you got thoughts on uh, uh, the Scotties? Man, Jennifer Jones almost uh, went out with a bang. It was close. Uh, Rachel Holman, uh, quite the performance. She wins the Scotties. You had uh, NHL, quite a weekend. Man, um, Matt Rempe, the former Spruce Grove Saint. Think about his first five NHL games. He's had a huge hit. He's had a game-winning goal. He had an assist. 
And he's had two absolute slobber knocker of fights. Like, oh, my goodness. Got to be riding high uh, for Matt. The only negative for him is, unfortunately, his father, who passed away a few years ago, unable to watch it. But his mom's been there. I talked to Matt uh, earlier uh, today. And, um, you know, his sisters are being around. It's, it's been a pretty... Uh, Pretty crazy roller coaster first five NHL games, including his first game outdoors, Met Stadium for 70,000 fans. Like, it's uh, it's unreal. Hey, Greg's an hour and 45 minutes with my snowblower. I'm wrecked. Mind you, I can park 12 vehicles on my driveway, so it's not small. Sevy. 12? What kind of driveway you got, Sevy? 12. Jeez. Now, is this, now, I, honestly, I've never used a snowblower in my life. So I don't know, like, how hard is it? To run a snowblower. Like, is it hard on your shoulders? Honest question. I'm, I'm saying that with all sincerity. I've never used a snowblower. There's days like today, oh, I was like, I wouldn't mind a snowblower. But rarely do we have massive dumps like this. And, I, and I'm probably one of the few, but I love shoveling. It's one like when it snows and, you know, it's like an inch or two inch. Like I'm up early and I'm shoveling. I like to have my sidewalk clean. I like to have the driveway clean. I just like it. I don't know. It's a weird thing. Everybody has weird things. Well, mine's shoveling. I like it. It's very relaxing. You know, it's when it's minus 25 out, it's crisp. It gets you going. I like it. Cons, have you ever ran a snowblower? No, I haven't. So I'm, I'm with you. I don't know. Like, does it get heavy to push, especially when you're on a driveway of that size? The snow's a little heavier. Uh, I've definitely been a shoveler many times in my life, Gregor, but not quite that, that snowblower. Ashley, uh, well, my father-in-law, he's got one of the John Deere with the attachments. Oh, yeah. That's how you do it. He oh. was out ripping around last night. Oh, there's, trust me, as I was leaving my it. house today, I see lots of them, and I'm just like, huh. and I, 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 you know, big shout out to my neighbor, because he did come by and he snowblowed the, the uh, sidewalk, because I live kind of on a corner lot, and so you got way more sidewalk past your house that you have to shovel. So, but like the 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 actual pad itself, you know, I don't mind it, but there's lots of snow. Like, I don't know how much snow we got, but it sure seemed like it was, I don't know, 8 to 10 to 12 inches. I have no idea, but it was, it was quite a bit of snow. Now, I know it was blowing, so that might, uh, that might alter it a bit, but I just look at the roads and, uh, you know, drive safe, give a little bit extra space to everybody, right? Uh, be leery of the graders because they're going to be out. And, uh, hey, enjoy it because we need it. And I'll say this, as much as it sucked for 24 hours, it sucks when it's smoke-covered summer. Here in Edmonton, we have one of the most beautiful places to live in the summertime. Light out till 11 o'clock and we're all stuck inside because the air quality sucks. Just remember that. That's why you'll take the snow right now and hopefully rain. Coming, not now. I don't want frozen rain. Come in the spring. That would be uh, easier. Hey, boys, a snowblower operation is similar to using a sod cutter. Rockford. Well, Rockford, that's not helping us. I don't think I've used a sod cutter either. So, let's see. Hey, guys, the old snowblowers are work for sure. I have a new one that's self-propelled, and turning assist makes life a lot easier from husks. And oh, there you go. Turning assist? Jeez. Living the high life, old husks. Hey, although, you know what? I guess it all depends. Certain things you look and say, this is what I want to spend my money on because it's worth it. And I'm assuming you probably only use your snowblower the last 24 hours. And we had one other dump earlier this year, cons, and that's about it. But for those few days, it's probably worth it, I would think. It's probably uh, very worth it. Hey, guys, there's no cons to a snowblower. Just having it stored for the two to five times. Use it uh, over an hour this morning with my little unit, but did the three neighbors' driveway and sidewalks. That from Jiffy. There you go, Jiff. Good, uh, that's a good neighbor, right? Neighbor who cares. It's nice. All those, uh, I, I know people right now who have the companies that uh, are snowblowing companies and, and haven't uh, cleared any lots in a while. They're probably like, oh, finally, a little bit of business. And, hey, I do want to say a shout-out to all of those Young entrepreneur kids who in the neighborhood have have said, hey, you know what? I'll shovel your sidewalks. And it really hasn't got to fruition. But then now they're like, oh, my goodness, I got to shovel a lot of sidewalks. Those are what, like you say, character builders. As my uh, parents used to tell me, you know, when you'd have to do things as a kid, you're like, well, that's a character builder. You know what the best part is now, cons? I say that to my son. (laughs) And I laugh inside every time I say it because I know he's like, he literally would like to give me the proverbial F you. Because I remember as a kid, I was like, oh, shut up, dad. Character builder. But it's true, though. Later, It does build your character certain times. Bad things happen. Things you got to do that you don't want to do. It's character builder. So there you go. It's nice. Uh, guys, I moved to Victoria. 
Problem solved. Brandon from Victoria. Touche. Touche. All right, but you, is it light out yeah. till 11 o'clock, Brandon, in the summertime? And wait till they get that one centimeter of snow and the whole city oh, shuts yeah. down, you know? Mm-hmm. And you're on an island. Yeah. Can you drive off of Victoria, Brandon, without taking the ferry? I don't think so. So we, uh, we definitely uh, need it. The, uh, Gregor, what are you talking about? Don't buy into crap that we need more moisture. <laughs> Steve, it's not crap, buddy. It's very, you know what the great part is? You can't argue with science, right? Um, you can ask any person in the world. If you don't have moisture, things don't grow. We're not in the desert, right? People need, where do you think you get your food from? Agriculture, right? Do you want all your trees to die? I think we need water. And most importantly, we don't need fires. So uh, to suggest that it's not true, I don't know, like, have you not seen the last few summers in Edmonton? I think they've been uh, much more smoky than we would have liked, for sure. Hey, guys, uh, why is Knobloch? I think number one, he's got to stop the uh, the line blender. That's the reason they're losing. Uh, maybe. Yes, he kept lines consistent when there was a lot of things going right. Now things, a lot of things going wrong. Could he go back to him? Possibly. And maybe he will. But you got to find different combinations. And I'll look at this. I don't care who you're playing with. If you turn the puck over, it doesn't matter if McDavid's playing with Drysdale or McDavid's playing with Nugent Hopkins. If they turn the puck over, guess what? Now they're defending. Very few teams are great when they defend for long periods of time. They're just not. So the blender, I, I think, gives people, you know, reasons to discuss things. But look at lots of other teams, man. They When things aren't going well, no coach in his right mind's like, hey, let's just keep doing the same thing. Keep doing the same thing. You got too many guys not going. So it's easy to, when everything's going well to just stick with it. But the orders, hey, they got to play better. You know, he's searching for some combinations. You know, I think he's trying to reward different guys who are playing well right now. Matthias Janmark, he's one of the guys playing better now. Now, that might revert, you know, back to something else different. But right now, he's playing well. So, because you don't like Matthias Janmark, who cares about what happened two months ago? You coach to what's happening now. That's what you have to do. And really, you should live to what's happening now. Hey, think about it. If you're 20 pounds overweight, do you look in the mirror and say, yeah, but I used to be 180, but now I'm 200. Does it matter that you used to be 180? No, that's just something that you used to be. And maybe you want to get back to it. But being 200 right now, that's what matters. You can't change and be like, well, I used to be 180. Sure, but you're not. The orders used to be consistent defensively, but now they're not. So they got to pick it up. Uh, 833-401-1440. Hey, Gregor, shoveling for free? Could tell you didn't grow up in a city. Who said shoveling for free? I know the kids are, they're not shoveling for free. But for some people who pay those contracts, say, hey, you know what? I'll pay you a flat rate of whatever the charge is. And I know that some of the kids, because a kid in our neighborhood did it. He's my neighbor. He did it. He agreed to place it, said he will charge them. I don't even know what he charged them, like 80 bucks a month. If there's no snow, he wins. If there's snow, they win. Well, he had a pretty good run. Now he's paying for it. So it works out. Hey, guys, shout out to the kid who walked down the road of uh, mansions in Windermere telling the homeowners a bylaw guy was down the street giving out tickets, and he'd do it quick for $100. Kid made over $1,000 in a day, and there was no bylaw guy from Jesse. <laughs> Is that actually true? <laughs> uh, it's actually funny. But uh, I'm pretty sure the bylaw, the homeowners must have known, because the bylaw guy is you have, I think it's 48 hours from the time the snow stops to clear it, or is it 24? I can't remember. I don't know. It's one of the two. It's not, oh, the snow's fallen, because it started last night. So technically, I think you would have until 4 o'clock today. And something tells me the bylaw guys probably aren't going around at 4 o'clock. I would love if there was anybody listening who is a bylaw officer for the snow. And have you, how often have you ever given a ticket for it? I'd be curious about Like, I'm guessing it's probably going to be four, five, six, maybe a week before you hand out a ticket. I could be wrong, but that's what I think. Quick break. Uh, we'll come back and uh, talk uh, all things NHL on the Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Welcome back. 
Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440, as well as uh, Oilers Nation YouTube and Facebook. Thanks for joining us. Game day. Oilers taking on the Los Angeles Kings tonight, uh, one of four games on the slate. Uh, we'll get to the rest of them as we go around. The NHL brought to you by McDonald's. And uh, hey, baby, your taste buds are in luck. Not only is the McRib here, but only for a limited time. You can add now in the uh, Shamrock Shake, minty green and so iconic. Try it now. It's a good combo. The McRib and the Shamrock Shake together at McDonald's. As uh, we join from uh, Sportsnet, uh, Luke Fox joins us. Luke, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I am. I am excellent. I am uh, sitting here, like I think uh, most hockey fans, patiently waiting for the uh, the trade winds to stop blowing and actually uh, see some trades occur. Uh, something tells me, though, it, it might not happen until like uh, as late as Friday. We get into March, and uh, you know we end up only having the one Monahan trade in February. Uh, well, I'm going to start out east. Uh, you know, the Toronto Maple Leafs are rolling right now. But, you know, are, has their recent stretch at all, do you think, lowered the team's interest in wanting to add defensemen? Because they won five of those games without Morgan Riley. Yeah, no, it, it hasn't lowered their interest at all. Uh, you know, the, the joke in this town is that the Maple Leafs have been looking for a right-handed shot uh, basically for five or six years now. So surprise, surprise, another trade deadline comes along, and that's their, their number one target is trying to find a guy to play the right. Um, and specifically, I think they want that guy to be Morgan Riley's partner. Um, Morgan Riley was partnered with TJ Brody uh, for the bulk of the season. But then once uh, Riley got suspended for, for cross-checking Ridley Grigg, Brody was started playing his his left side, and Brody has had kind of a rocky season. And all of a sudden, he goes to his left side. Uh, his plus minus goes through the roof. He looks way more comfortable. His confidence is is gaining, and the team is winning. Um, so I think the coaching staff and management have taken note of that and said, "Hey, you know what? Yeah, T.J. Brody had been a good uh, defenseman in terms of playing his offside." For a lot of years, but he's he's getting older right now, and maybe we can help him out a little bit by having him play his his natural left. Problem is, they need a they need a, a you know a steady top four caliber guy to play with Riley. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, they got William Logason playing with them, which is he's supposed to be your seventh or eighth defenseman. So that's why the the rumors uh, of Chris Tanev have been out there since the beginning of the season. This is something Trey Living has, has been looking at since the summer, since he took the job. And he just haven't found a deal yet that, that he wants to take. Um, Sean Walker is another name. But the problem is they prefer uh, to, to spend their assets on someone who isn't a pure rental. And right now there there isn't an obvious candidate um, popping up, but I'm sure he's going to take a swing here and add some sort of defense before March 8th comes along. You look at, at Toronto, they're rolling. Uh, you know, Boston's a team that I think are looking for defensemen now, especially with the the injury on their back end. You know, Tampa Bay's being rumored maybe to be in, uh, in on Noah Hannafin. Like, like people have been pointing to Chris Tanev in Toronto for a long time, but let's exclude Tanev for a second. When you go through the, uh, the names out there, do you see a defenseman that makes the most sense for the Maple Leafs? Uh, well, I mean, it depends how much you want to spend, and that's, that's kind of been the tricky thing. Uh, you know, the, a guy like Ilya Labushkin, he he was a former Maple Leaf and had some success here. Uh, was was pretty a pretty fast fan favorite. Uh, he and he won't cost you much. So yeah. you know, if, if Trey Living's only willing to spend a third, the Leafs don't have a second. That's the problem. So he's either spending a first or he's spending a third or multiple picks, and he really doesn't want to touch his his top two prospects in uh, Fraser Minton or uh, Easton Cowan, who's absolutely lighting up the OHL. And, you know, if he was ever to part with one of those guys, it would have to be for someone more significant, preferably with term. A cheaper option might be a guy like Labushkin, maybe maybe a Sean Walker. Um, because right now, my understanding is the price for Tanev is a first. And, yeah. you know, Conroy's trying to get his most 
most he can for that guy. And you understand why uh, so many playoff teams would want a guy with who plays with heart and soul, blocks a million shots, kills penalties. And that's that's a big thing the Leafs need. Their power play is humming right now, but their PK hasn't been on track all season. They need a, a just a pure defender. Yeah, yeah, it's, and uh, every team's looking for a guy like that. So uh, I can yeah, see why the cost is the cost is high now. I, I think there hasn't been any trades because I think the teams looking to acquire aren't willing to pay the cost yet. Now that might change, and maybe the cost comes down. It's a little bit of a cat and mouse, and see who blinks first type of uh, scenario we're in. And so that's why we might only have trades in the final week of the uh, of the trade deadline which uh, you know uh, I, I think i think once it starts there's going to be quite a few i think there's a there's no clearly dominant team i think there's probably eight or nine teams who firmly believe they have a chance uh to win the stanley cup this year and uh, one or two additions whether it's a really good fourth line center third line center defenseman top six forward uh it'll matter uh, Jake Gensel, the uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins. It would seem likely that the Penguins are going to trade him, but I don't even think the Penguins are out of the playoff race, even if they do, because the Philadelphia Flyers are the Philadelphia Flyers, and uh, they've overachieved for a long period of time. And uh, you know, and, unless they surprise me and add pieces, they might either stand pat or remove some pieces, which opens up the door for the Pens and the Devils. Maybe even the Islanders, but definitely probably the Pens and the Devils. Yeah, and uh, it's it's a really fascinating situation in Pittsburgh right now. Um, you know, I'm not a believer that this is a, a team that, that you should bet on, this edition of the team. I, they are literally the oldest team by average age in the whole NHL. And my, my respect for what that core has done is off the charts. And I still believe, like, Sidney Crosby's fighting father time in an incredible way. He's having, you know, the type of season where if they do get in the playoffs, he should at least get a little bit of consideration for the heart. He's been that good. Uh, but I just don't see that there's enough there. And it's, this team is, is years removed from its last playoff series victory. And at some point, I think, you know, Kyle Dubas and, and maybe more importantly, the ownership the Fenway group there in Pittsburgh needs to realize that there needs to be some turnover. So they're facing a a really interesting decision because not only do they have the best uh, forward, I think still remaining on the trade market, at least in terms of pure rentals and Jake Gensel, but uh, he's hurt. So um, the the team buying him is probably going to be asking Dubas for a little bit of a bargain but Dubas is still, like you mentioned, kind of in the playoff race. So uh, what does he do? Um, and, you know, in Dubas's time in Toronto, he, ha- he kept a lot of guys his own rentals, yeah. um, just saying, hey, we're, we're in the mix, let's roll the dice, and then if you walk, so be it. I don't think he can play that game in Pittsburgh. I think that team really needs to get more prospects and picks in the system. They don't have a ton there. They don't have the next wave of Penguins, uh, you know, knocking at the door. So when you have an asset like Gensel, like imagine him on the Oilers, right? Uh, and I'm surely that they're not the only team that's called, but it's just you have one more score, one more threat um, for the playoffs. It's like I think it would be a missed opportunity on Dubas's part if he doesn't trade him. Luke Fox joins us from uh, Sportsnet as we go around the NHL, brought to you by McDonald's. Uh, in the West, it's, uh, you know, there's lots of good teams. I'd argue it's probably more top-end teams in the West than there is in the East uh, at this moment. And, you know, Vancouver and Vegas and Edmonton and Dallas and Colorado and Winnipeg are all good. They've all got some areas of weakness. Vegas is mainly uh, injuries at this point. And, you know, with the uh, the Stone injury and on LTIR, a lot of people wondering, you know what, are they going to go out and get Gensel? We'll see. But I look at the Winnipeg Jets. And when I look at that, like, that's a team that defense, that's what they're winning with. They've been winning with defense all year long. I think they need to add another D-man. And and I think that, like, Chris Tanna to Winnipeg would make a lot of sense for me if I was the Jets. How how much scarier do they get if they if they add him? And, and I feel like, you know, Sheveldayoff realizes that this is a, a kind of a go-for-it year. Um, the fact that he's already spent a first rounder and, and brought in Sean Monahan shows that this team is, is serious, that he wanted to give the room a boost. So I, I, I'm of the mind, why stop there? Like, if, if you have already decided that you're a, a firm buyer, that you want to give your team the, the best shot 
uh, to go deep in the playoffs. And, and I also think in that in their division, in the Central in particular, it's really critical that you that you win that division if possible, because that two three matchup, whether it, whether you get Colorado or Dallas or Winnipeg, that two three matchup is going to be a killer. Uh, versus the wild card because I think, like you mentioned, I think there's a lot of really top. There's, the the West is very top heavy, but you get into the wild card, and I think there's there's a bit teams that you know you you should be able to take care of. So um, I I think I think the Jets should be all in. They've already kind of showed their hand, and they should keep going down that road. I, I especially when you have a goaltender of Connor Hellebuck's caliber and the, and the defensive buy-in that they have. I mean that's that's the recipe for winning tight hockey games and the playoffs usually are that way. What about the Colorado Avalanche? Now, Nichushkin has come out of the uh, uh, substance abuse program and, uh, you know, is back and he obviously would be a huge boost to their team, but I'm kind of, I'm very curious to watch Colorado. I, I won't be surprised if they make some significant moves. Their top two guys, they got Kale McCarr and Taves, like their top end's elite. I think they'd love a backup goaltender, but I don't be surprised to see them take a big swing because I think they're easily in a in a window to compete and could you know you add another proven score on that team and all of a sudden they become very dangerous. Yeah, I was just in Denver on Saturday watching them play the Leafs and their their top players are are just so dynamic. Like watching McKinnon and Rantanen and McCarr, it's just like. They need a second wave of guys, and I really think they they kind of took a flyer on, on Ryan Johansson um, to be that that next center. Um, he hasn't really panned out, to be honest, right? No. He, he and certainly not the way Matt Duchesne has it in Dallas. Like, um, so they haven't quite been the same in terms of the forward depth, like like you're you're, you're getting to ever since Nazem Kadri left in free agency after they won the cup. Um, they, they're desperate for for another impact forward. So, and I think specifically at the at the center position, getting Natushkin back uh, will help. Um, you know, Dare Benner w- was telling me that you know he, he's pretty glad that Jonathan Duren's kind of uh, emerged as, as a decent complementary player, just because they've had a lot of injuries to their forward group. They haven't been healthy very long for for very long stretch um, when you consider Nachushkin's absence and Lekkonen went down for a while. Um, but uh, I do think the goaltending thing is worth mentioning because Georgiev has been uh, worked more than any other starter in the NHL. They just keep trotting him out there and you got to think you, you need a, a number two. And the thing with the goalies is there are guys out there. Um, you know, uh, Pittsburgh is willing to part with a goalie. Uh, Mark Andre Fleury. I think everyone's wondering what's going to happen with him in the next two weeks. Uh, would he be willing to to be a backup? Does it matter if he's willing? Do you trade him anyway? Um, so I think there's room to upgrade in the backup goalie position as well as poke around for a center. Um, the you know we mentioned Matt Duchesne in Dallas, and and that is uh, that has worked out uh, incredibly well. He's uh, he's been great, which I thought he would. For three million bucks, it's a steal of a deal, and uh, it's panned up. But when you look at Dallas, man, like I don't see a lot of weaknesses on that team. But what do you think they need to add? Yeah, I, I agree with you. And um, way back in October, they uh, everyone at Sportsnet in, in the hockey group was asked to make a prediction on the Stanley Cup winner, and, and the Stars were were my pick um, in part in part because of that, because of the depth, um, because of, and I really like their goaltending. I like their coach. Uh, I think it's a very well-rounded team. If they're going to make an ad, um, from what I've heard, it's it's depth defenseman. Um, they want to add one or two more guys on, on the back end. I think they're they're pretty comfortable with their forward group, uh, the mix they have up there. So I, I'd keep an eye on on Dallas on the back end. Okay, Dallas. Yeah. Well, hey, even Chris Tanna, I've heard rumblings there too. That uh, yeah. Well, like yeah, Ryan Suter's getting old, right? He's he's not the same Ryan Suter, and I think they if they can upgrade on the third pair, uh, I think they'll do it. Yeah. No, it would make sense, uh, Luke, for sure. Appreciate your time, man. Uh, have a good uh, have a good week, and uh, the next eleven days should be a lot of fun. Yeah, should be a blast. Take care. Thanks for having me on. There you go. That's uh, Luke Fox from Sportsnet. We got uh, Cam Tate coming up, uh, Terry Ryan, and uh, much, much more busy Monday edition for all those in the uh, capital region. Uh, lots of snow. Hopefully, this shoveling has gone well for you or snow blowing, however you're using it. And if you do have a snowblower, 
Today's the day maybe to be the good neighbor, especially if you have some seniors that live around you. Give them a, a big help and, and uh, help with their walks. I'm sure many of you have or uh, send your young kids over there. Get a little uh, character building for the sh- uh, snow shoveling. They'll probably get some cookies out of it, bare minimum. It's awesome. Quick break. We'll return on the Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 244. Welcome back. Sports 1440. Orders Nation YouTube and Facebook on uh, lovely uh, Monday. Snow still coming out a bit. But it uh, seems like the majority has uh, been now. It's just uh, clearing off the streets. So uh, make your way home. Uh, be careful. We've got uh, a lot of uh, traffic snarls. I guess there is a, a three-truck accident westbound on the white mud at Rainbow Valley Bridge, uh, all lanes blocked, and uh, it's backed up all the way to Southgate. So if you're going westbound on the white mud, you might want to jump off early. Maybe, uh, what is that? You can get off on 111th or get off on 119th Street, and then you can go down to uh, Fox Drive and come out on the uh, the other side of the white mud. So uh, you might want to uh, try that because, although I guess if you are stuck in traffic, the good news for you is that you're on Sports 1440. And... uh We'll try to uh, give you a little serenity now to uh, keep you calm because we all know traffic snarls, they shouldn't bother us as much as they do, but I know they do because I've been in it and it's the worst. (laughs) You know, I'm always like, because you think about it, somebody who's in the accents having it way worse than us. Right? But I never think about it at the time. I always, you know, eventually when cars get moving, you pass by. Oh, geez, look at that. Someone's serious. Then all of a sudden it's like, God, why am I upset, man? Like, could be that person. So could always be, uh, could always be worse for sure. So thanks for the update, Skippy. If you've got any other uh, traffic snarls, let us know. 833-401-1440. I know on a day like today, uh, everybody will appreciate uh, getting a little update on where to avoid the uh, slow moving places in the city. Uh, let's get to the two-minute warning with Cam Tate now, brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling, where the rates never change. If all of a sudden your furnace conks out, middle of the night, early in the morning, call Legacy. They'll come, they'll get it fixed. No overtime charges. I tell you about the Legacy at LegacyHeating.ca. Big J, what a beauty. He tried to tell me the other day, 60 Minutes was a half-hour show on the way for this big broadcasting extravaganza. What's his name, Cam Tate? Remember that there, Grandpa? Cam said last Friday on the big two-minute warning, the Edmonton Oilers would hands down win three of their next home games. But Friday night, the Oilers were beat by the Minnesota Wild 4-2. And then Saturday night on Hockey Night in Canada against those provincial pirates. The Calgary Flames scoreboard, it wasn't pretty. 6-3 Calgary. So what's his name's bold prediction didn't make it. And with two games left on this homestand, looking more and more like Nitro on Elm Street. Everyone say it with me one time. Come on now. On what's his name's bold prediction? Oopsie days. I was wrong. Dead wrong. 2000% wrong. And as I sit here in the media dining room Monday afternoon at Roger's place all by myself, I have had lots of time to think of what excuses I should give for saying the Oilers would end their home cooking buffet with a record of three and two. But hey, ain't no excuses. I was wrong. I own it. Hey, it has my Cameron Douglas all over it. In the meantime, Oilers, uh, Coach Chris Knobloch has Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl joined at the hip for tongues tilt with the Los Angeles Kings. That by itself says the Oilers coach realizes their losing streak needs to end. Not now, but right now. And uh, reuniting the world's best players is certainly a good coaching tactic to move the needle. Whether or not it does the trick against the Kings, who have clawed themselves to be tied with the Oilers with 68 punts when they answered in the next eight hours or so. I think if Connor's crew wins tonight, they will beat St. Louis Wednesday to go two and three on the homestand. Lose tonight. Wednesday's game will be another loss being shut out at home. If I am wrong, we'll accept and admit I was wrong, but I sure won't like it. Monday and Friday, two minute warning. Jason Gregor show sports 1440. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oilers say there's, uh, there's lots of reasons why uh, they need to get back on track. Uh, none more important, maybe, than uh, just staying in the race for home ice advantage. There's still lots of time left in the season. Right, the, there was going to be another dip and blip uh, down the stretch. Obviously, the uh, sixteen-game winning streak was was fantastic, but uh, the orders right now they're not playing up to their capability. At least, not they'll show stints, they'll show glimmers of it, but not the full game. And I'm not that uh, the full game doesn't mean every shift you control. Of course not. The other team's pretty good; they got good players, but the orders will go an entire period where they are clearly the second-best team on the ice. And that has happened far too well. Like in the first period against Calgary, the Flames were head and shoulders better than the Orders. It wasn't close. And that can't happen now. You, It is rare that you're going to be able to do that. And the Orders, you know, they got away, away with it. They came back on Detroit. You know, even came back on Boston and got a point. Great, but... It's not a recipe for success. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm very curious to, to see kind of what they come out as tonight because today's morning skate was different. It was very quiet amongst that group. Now they had the day off yesterday. And when I say quiet, it's not like the pace of a morning skate is super up tempo, right? It, it never really is because they just don't want to waste too much energy in the morning you get out there you feel good you know get the puck on your tape blah, blah, blah. that's what they do and the lots of times when they're going every second day they don't even have a morning skate anymore but usually there's there's a little bit more you know chatter going on and stuff so i can take it two ways you can say oh they weren't into it or i think they're focused now and they're they're kind of annoyed and they're like you know what this is uh this is a work skate doesn't mean you got to go, but I just want guys to focus. So we'll see how they come out tonight. I think there's been enough discussion about their bad starts lately that I would like to believe they're not going to soil themselves in the first period tonight. It's been, it's been a problem for, and even when they were winning in that 16-game streak, they had some bad starts. They had some good ones, yes. They had a lot of just bad kind of lethargic starts. That can't happen tonight. The Kings are feeling really good about themselves. Their coaches come in. Now, they still play the uh, the 1-3-1. The that, that hasn't changed. But what has changed is there's been some tweaking. They took Byfield away from Kopitar, put him on Dubois' line to get Dubois going, and it's worked. Right? Kempe's still with Kopitar. They play fine. Dubois now on the, uh, quote, third line with Byfield. And then you have Deneau with Fiala and Moore. On the other line. Now, Deneau did a pretty good job against uh, McDavid and the Orders uh, in L.A. on the uh, on the 10th. That was the Orders' second game in as many nights, and maybe that played a small factor in it. Who knows? But tonight, the Orders do have home ice advantage, so they get last change. You got McDavid and Drysaddle together. And against L.A., I'll be honest, I'm a little surprised because L.A., the one area they have depth is they got Kopitar, they got Deneau, and they have Dubois. They got three pretty good centers. So I, you could look at it two ways. The coach is like, okay, dry subtle McDavid. And like Leon dry subtle, we probably have to have a discussion about 29 here. Like the, I'm sorry. I'm all about being an emotional player. I have no problem with it, but you can't be an emotional pouty player. And there's been too much of that from dry subtle. You, you can be frustrated. You can't just take selfish penalties. 
the game's four to two. The orders would come back, right? The game's not out of it. Dumb penalty, boom. Or did that make that make it four to two or five two? Whichever one. I think it might have been three two and it made the selfish penalty. You can't take that penalty. Right? The the other game against Minnesota. He looked like he was grumpy and irate as his teammates the whole game. Like you're a leader of the damn team. He needs to be more of a leader. Now, guess what? You can't let your emotions get the best of you all the time. You just can't. Now, I'm not saying that you have to hide your emotions all the time because that's not who he is. But you can't let your emotions get the best of you. So you're just ranting and raving, taking undisciplined penalties, trying backhand sauce passes, getting frustrated, lumbering slowly off the ice because not things are going your way. Can't do it. You can do it maybe when you're a, a young kid who doesn't know better. But that's not the case anymore. They're supposed to be a championship contending team. Now, you want to be pissed off your teammates sometimes. Go right ahead. That happens on winning teams. They'll challenge each other. Actually, I think it's healthy. But it can't be in a pouty way on display for everyone to see all the time. And that's become too much regularly in the month of February for Drysdale. He's clearly frustrated. Well, figure it out. Get frustrated at the opposition. If you're that mad, drop your gloves once. If you're that mad, drop your gloves. Okay? Otherwise, contain your damn emotions a little bit better. Because it was ridiculous on the weekend. Friday night, just almost every every time. And I know that guys are highly competitive, and teammates get after each other every now and then. I have no issue with that. But it can't be the whole game. And especially when you're not the guy who's playing elite all the time. You can't be that guy demanding more from your teammates and then turn around and take an undisciplined penalty. And, hey, he owned it. He owned it right after the game. I can't take the penalty. Well, that's great. You knew it, but you still did it. So that doesn't make it any better just because you admitted it. Like, yeah, hey, I know I can't do it. Did you do it? Yeah, I did it. So he's got to be better. And and the thing is, we all know he's capable of playing. And I'm not even talking about, I think his offense is fine. I'm just talking about being a consistent leader. Not turning the puck over. He's going to turn the puck over sometimes because he has the puck more than most players. I, re- I understand that. If you look at turnovers, who, le- or who leads the league usually? It's the guys who have the puck the most. Just a simple fact. Right? And he makes way more good plays and bad plays majority of the time. But he didn't make more good plays and bad plays against Calgary. They make more good plays and bad plays against Minnesota. So you can't be the guy... If you're not doing that, it's really hard to be yelling and screaming at your teammates to do it when you're not doing it yourself. So they need more from Drysaddle tonight. And um, against L.A., usually he shows up. It's a bigger, heavier, physical game that Drysaddle can play. So I want to see, kind of see how it goes uh, in regards to uh, Drysaddle. But he's one of your leaders, man. And now, even the best leaders can get off track for a bit. Everybody remembers Jonathan Tays in the playoffs. Brent Seabrook had to go basically in the penalty box, give him a calming down, and not necessarily a polite fashion, but whatever he said worked, right? And, and hey, guys are going to go on tilt every now and then. I have no problem with it. I understand it. It's highly emotional. But he's been doing it too often, and no one's reeled him in yet. So it's time to reel it in. Time for someone else to, hey, buddy, worry about yourself. Get your game intact. I'm going to be yelling at everybody else here. You're the one taking stupid penalties. Can't do it anymore. So that's something else. I look at the orders. And I, hey, I get frustration takes over. The orders are a good team. I think they have very high expectations, as they should. They're a good team. And when things go wrong, the frustration mounts. The competitive nature comes out in guys. I understand all of that, but you don't see the other guys always doing it. He's going to do it sometimes. That's his personality. We call him the grumpy German, and I get it. It's kind of who he is. But lately, I find it's gotten to the point where his negative emotions are taking over for the positive. Because you can be highly competitive and have it be in a positive way. Just can't be in a negative way. That's how I view it. Hey guys, there's a few others that also need to get engaged with McDavid's throwing the ice. That being said, Yanmark surprised us all. But where were Nurse Kane and DeHarnay from BG? Well, Coleman's not fighting any of those three. Right? So let's be honest here. You think Blake Coleman's fighting those three? Like, you need, you guys have to understand. Connor, first of all, the clean, it wasn't a dirty hit. It was a hard hit, but it wasn't a dirty hit. 
And that's who should be going after Blake Coleman is the Matias Yanmark, right? I would have actually liked the Oilers guys to go after Calgary's other guys. Look at Calgary's lineup on Saturday night. Who the hell do they have that's tough? That's really tough in that lineup. You're like, oh, geez, we've got to be leery of that guy. Nobody. So if you're saying those guys should be more intimidating than the other team, 100%. I would agree with that. But they're not the ones that are going to go, because Coleman's not going to fight Kane. He's not going to fight Nurse. And he's not going to fight DeHarnay. He's just not. So you're just going to waste your time, and you might get a penalty out of it. Janmark didn't take a penalty. Right? They lined up. They went at it. Great. I loved it. The crowd loved it. The crowd went crazy. For both sides, like, that was a good tilt. You don't see tilts like that very often. And we did see the uh, the Rempe uh, uh, tilt in Philly, right? That was like that was a heavyweight bout. But, you know, like, and I'm not expecting that from Yanmark all the time. Because also, it's rare for a guy to get McDavid clean like that. That was not a dirty hit. It was a hard hit. It was not remotely dirty. So don't, no, no other fan should be saying that's a dirty hit. It's not a dirty hit. It's a hard hit. And you're allowed hard hits. But I get it. When it's on McDavid. And it wasn't instant. It was later in the game. And I give Coleman credit, too. He took the fight. He didn't have to. So I take credit all around. I think he understands. Like, hey, man, I got McDavid. I got him hard. Clean. And you know if you do hit McDavid hard like that, something's probably coming. And that's okay. You'll take it. But I loved how he had Mark handle it. I like how he handled himself in the tilt. But would I like the orders to be a little bit more uh, aggressive at times and, and be, you know, like, look at Corey Perry. He's a good agitator. Right, I would like to see a little, little bit more from that from Nurse. Nurse, like, yeah, he's valuable, but no one's that valuable that he can't take a fight every now and then. Try to get some guys fired up, right? Take a coincidental roughing every now and then. Get in someone's face, intimidate him. I would like to see a little bit more from that from Nurse, if I'm being honest. So I haven't really seen that mean side of him at all. No one's that important that you can't take the odd coincidental roughing mentally. Okay, I'm sorry, you're not. 259, let's get to the uh, con man on a sports 1440 update brought to you by BIE Engineering, specializing in all your residential, commercial, and industrial structural engineering needs. Go to BIEENG.com. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.